go for it. Pin your ears back and go for it. So if there was one word to, to sum up for me, I think what it takes, that word would be persistence. And, and I think of that Calvin Coolidge quote, persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about startups here in sunny Western Australia. We talk to startups, entrepreneurs and innovators who have been there and done it or are right here and doing it. My name's Chris Tan. And I'm Danelle Cross. And before we start, we would like to acknowledge that we record this podcast on the land of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. And we pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. The Startup West podcast is brought to you by Startup News. Thanks to the support from sponsors Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, City of Perth, Dinner Twist, and Techon. On this episode, we talk with John Barrington from Artria, an AI-driven healthcare tech company. Hi, John, and welcome to Startup West. It is fantastic to have you here. Thanks, Danelle. Great to be here. Awesome. Can you please tell us a bit about your startup, the story of how you got the business up and running? Well, the startup, Artria Limited, is an ASX-listed medical technology company. We're using artificial intelligence to detect heart disease from CT scans. Importantly, Artria is identifying a major predictor of heart attack, fatal and non-fatal, and reporting this major predictor that has not generally been reported over the past 50 years. So this is really important and it's a major medical breakthrough out of Western Australia. Terrific. That's very cool. So, John, how did Artria originally get started? My co-founder, John Constantopoulos, and I were looking to apply artificial intelligence for benefit. Mm -hmm. In this case, we're benefiting humanity. We're looking to save lives through the application of focused artificial intelligence algorithms Mm. to detect and report coronary artery disease. We spent some 12 months or so thinking about how we best apply the AI. We were focused in the medical arena. Imaging, given the growth of imaging, we chose computed tomography, which is now defined as the gold standard in detecting and reporting heart disease. So that was fortunate. That was after we got started. Mm. But we spent those 12 months or so thinking about how we would put this together. We met our chief scientific officer, Professor Garish Dwavidi, who is a practicing cardiologist at Fiona Stanley and a researcher with Harry Perkins Institute of Medical Research. Garish introduced us to Dr. Abdul Adahid, another practicing cardiologist with a strong interest in this area. And we actually commenced operations only May 2019. So three and a half years ago this month. So we've been moving with some velocity and uh, it's been a, a very rapid journey. We've achieved a lot. We're now working in four countries got about 50 people across those four countries and we were listed on the Australian Securities Exchange in November 2021. Oh, that's very cool. And amazing power of the network too, as you described the early stages of, of the business. That starting. is a really good point, Donnell. And Perth, Western Australia is a great spot. I mean, entrepreneurship, innovation, creativity is in the DNA yeah. of Western Australia yeah. and has been for generations 
we have also uh, attracted platinum collar people yeah. like Garish and Abdul, all our data scientists based in West Perth. Terrific. We have 12 nationalities represented, but they are all based in Perth when we've recruited them. So the talent base here in WA mm. is is significant. And as the medical technology, the technology sectors develop in Western Australia, so will become more and more of a magnet to mm. attract uh, people in. And there's some 250 um, startups operating in, in WA yeah. already in this sector alone. Yeah. So mm. it's a very exciting space. It is a very exciting space. Can I just ask about your interest, early interest in AI? Was that your interest, John? How, how did that come about? Well, it was John Constantopoulos and I mm-hmm. had a shared interest in right. that area and I was in the IT industry many, many years ago during one of the winters of AI as it's described mm-hmm. and artificial intelligence has come to the forefront I've, over the last 10 years, driven by the Googles of the world, mm-hmm. Apple, Microsoft, et al., um, we had a, a shared interest in this. John's background was with IBM. Mm-hmm. He was involved with the Watson Project um, at IBM. I had been starting to write some opinion pieces about artificial intelligence being mm. the core technology for future technologies, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. Essence of a lot of the future is AI. And so how do we best deploy that for benefit and advantage was the question we put to ourselves and mm. worked through getting to the answers um, to that. I love that initial problem. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really clear, really clear problem statement. And it was a clear focus. In, mm. in uh, We're looking at medical, we then went to imaging, we went, then went to heart, we then went to coronary artery disease and vulnerable plaque is the soft plaque that is vulnerable to rupture a, even as low as a 4% vulnerable plaque burden mm. in the coronary arteries increases the risk of heart attack mm. by a factor of five. Yeah, wow. So this is very, very important and it's mm. not generally reported mm. because it's very difficult to see with the naked eye, whereas the artificial intelligence algorithms is looking at pixels and can rapidly and accurately detect, locate and report the severity of the disease. Amazing. That's so cool. So, John, I'm really interested to know uh, about how it all started in terms of like the capital, the funding stage of uh, Atria. Great question, Chris, because it doesn't matter how good the idea, if the capital is not there Mm -hmm. at a sufficient quantum, a minimum quantum, the best idea is not going to get off the ground. So whatever the sector, we're in medical technology, but whether it's medical research generally, med tech, um, the arts, any other sector, it comes back to having the cash available. So our focus was to bring in a blue chip shareholder base right from the Mm get-go, a small number, Perth-based, so we could communicate with those shareholders rapidly. We had about a dozen. We raised a million dollars in May 2019. Mm. We made a commitment to the shareholders that we would deliver a beta version of the product by March 2020, a year later. We delivered it in the December 2019, so three months ahead of schedule. Mm. So 
the, our record of delivery was starting to be cemented right from the get-go. We then went to seed round, uh, and that would have been released the information memorandum the day the share market dropped 9.7% mm-hmm. on the announcement of COVID in uh, 2020. It's mm-hmm. a memorable day for us all, isn't <laughs> Quite it? Quite memorable. Um, so we raised $2.8 million. On the seed round, we expanded to some interstate uh, shareholders at that point, and that funded the next round of development and regulatory approval um, process. We then went to a pre-IPO round in May 2021. We raised $15 million, and the IPO, that would be the day Omicron was announced in uh, Australia. Uh, That was the 26th of November last year, 2021. We raised $40 million on a valuation of $105 million. So in total, we've raised circa $60 million. Amazing, John, particularly, you know, as you described the timing of that. Your growth has been rapid. So it, it's been a rapid, rapid road for the last, you know, two and a half, three years. What do you think has attributed to that? Is it the team? Is it, how, how have you managed to, you know, rapidly meet your milestones to now? Obviously, understanding there's many more to come. But what, to what's now. put the foot on the throttle is mm. the team. Mm-hmm. There, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's two mm. elements, I guess, of any enterprise, but startup particularly. You need the capital and you need the talent. Yep. And we've had we've had the capital. We're well funded. We've got a strong balance sheet. Still, we've had the talent. We've mm. got a great team that's very committed to our purpose. And our purpose of the company is to save lives, creating economic and social value. So, with the team, we've been able to accelerate, move with the velocity which of mm. which I've I've spoken. And time has always been our enemy. Yeah. And, and yep. so in this space, you have to keep moving quickly and if errors or mistakes are made, mm-hmm. then you've got to get over those yep. and not everything goes as smoothly as you would want it to. Mm-hmm. You've got to get over, over them and get up and get on with, uh, yeah. you know, pressing on. Yeah, so true. And can I ask in that time, was there a moment when you knew this was going to work? Or, you know, was there a moment that you can remember in the last three years that you're like, we are, we are really onto something here? Well, that's a leading question, Danelle, and it might be putting the cart before the horse mm-hmm. to say that we know it's going to work. Um, given the feedback we've had now mm. through those four countries internationally, mm. we're confident that there is an absolute need in the world. Heart disease is the largest cause of death in the world. Uh, Coronary artery disease afflicts 126 million people globally. Nine million people a year die Mm. of coronary artery disease. Every 13 minutes, an Australian dies of a heart attack. Mm. This is a tragedy that's not really been addressed over two generations. Um, So I think the, the, the feedback for us from the market, Mm -hmm. that's the clinicians, Mm. and then talking to everyday people who are concerned about their health and their well-being. And look at the high-profile deaths that we've had, Mm. particularly sports people, very fit sports people who have just suddenly 
drop dead mm. of, a, of a heart attack. So the feedback that we're getting across those nations we're working in is giving us confidence that A, there's a need, B, we have a leading solution to it and our challenge now is to get it into the marketplace. Yep. So that's our next yep. next focus. Right. Yeah, that's really good. Um, listen, what have some of the difficulties that you've had or, or hurdles and how have they been overcome? You've obviously had a lot of um, uh, success with the growth, but how yeah has this happened? Well, there's a long and distinguished list of those challenges. <laughs> um, I say Artrians are very good problem solvers. And um, one of the great things about our culture at Artria is we know this is going to be challenging. If this was easy, somebody would have done it before. So mm. we know that. We know there's going to be challenges um, confronting us and everybody looks at what the issue is to be resolved, focuses on that, develops options and solutions and then gets on with implementing. So that's a really great part of, of the culture. One of the great challenges we've had is regulatory approval. We got early regulatory approval in Australia. Um, this year we flowed on, we got regulatory approval in New Zealand. We were not successful with our first FDA application. Um, FDA, the Food and Drug Administration in the United States has invited us back in. So we have a clear plan to go back to the FDA engage um, with that major mm. market. Mm. But in the last three weeks, we've had European regulatory approval come through for Artria Salix product. And last week, we had uh, UK conformity assessment regulatory approval, which is really important to us because we have a four-year contract with the United Kingdom National Health Service to provide the software into the trust hospitals throughout the United Kingdom. So there's been uh, an array of challenges, um, none the least of which is this is advanced technology. Mm. This has not been done before in the world. Mm. So the Artria Artificial Intelligence Deep Learning and Machine Learning Algorithms have been developed from a clean sheet of paper. Yeah. So there's no precedent to this and the complexity of the, um, the, the problem that we're solving for and the challenges that are arise are profound. Mm. Uh, so you need a, a pretty smart, pretty dedicated uh, and hardworking team to address those and that's what we've got at Artria. It does. It sounds like you've got it. Um, an amazing traction um, so quickly, particularly in that sort of med tech space. Um any competitors, obviously I understand this is a this is a first to market, but any competitors in and around your scene? There's two major ones. One does the assessment of the coronary anatomy, which is what our uh, regulated product that I spoke about, Salix Coronary Anatomy, focuses on. Um, the company's been around for um, quite some number of years, well capitalised um, out of the United States. The other competitor focuses on the coronary blood flows and we've developed algorithms to avoid invasive procedures to measure and assess coronary blood flows. We can now assess the coronary blood flows from the single non-invasive CT scan. Mm. The second company that I was mentioning, um, again, uh, been around for uh, 15 years, well capitalised, they're focusing on the blood flows as well. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're well established. Mm. Our advantage over those two players is that 
those two solutions actually require use of supercomputers and human intervention. Right. Whereas the Artria Salix product is cloud-based, so it's software as a service mm. with no human intervention. Mm. So mm. the images from the CT scan, once the patient's heart has been scanned, those images are sent to the cloud and within 15 minutes a full report to international standards and a precise 3D model of the patient's heart is generated without any human interaction. It's called point-of-care solution and that's our advantage. That's what we're delivering. Mm, amazing. That is very um, – yeah, no, I think that technology is amazing, absolutely. Mm. Um, with with that, uh, what are, I guess, Artria's plans uh, for the next few years? How does this grow for you or how does this – yeah. Well, we've, as I say, we've got regulatory approval in Australia and New Zealand. We have people in Perth, Melbourne and Sydney. So we've been running pilots. We're refining the product based on the feedback from the Australian pilot sites. We have the NHS contract in the United Kingdom. Uh, we've got a person, we've had somebody on the ground there, we're supplemented with uh, a, another f further person in the United Kingdom. Um, there's 300 or so of the 1,250 UK trust hospitals that are providing CT scans of the heart. So we'll um, utilise that contract in the United Kingdom. We're running with the FDA approval uh, processes. We have a partnership in Canada as well, um, and we'll be seeking Health Canada uh, approval. So the, the three areas that we're focused on are continuing the product refinement. We've got a product runway over the next two, three years. So we've got the flow product, we've got um, virtual procedure planning and assessing the vulnerable patient, patients at risk. So that product runway is laid out. So product refinement and development. The second leg of the strategy is the regulatory approval processes. And the third is positioning for the revenue generation, which we've said we will have revenue in financial year 2023. Amazing traction. Mm, absolutely. And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. John, can we take you back through your career uh, from your school days? Are you West Australian born and raised? Yes, born in Perth. Um, to, my father was an entrepreneur, um, serial successful entrepreneur and I recall all of my life growing up, the dinnertime conversations were around business, uh, usually interrupted by a business phone call. Mm -hmm. And so that set a frame for me that I knew I wanted to follow in those footsteps. Um, and, and, and I have done post-university, I was looking to go into corporate life first of all. Um, I thought there was three sectors. Um, it was quite some time ago. <laughs> um, the global automotive industry, uh, the cosmetic industry because of the bizarre economics um, in that industry and the information technology industry. And interestingly, my father was a real visionary and an entrepreneur, as I said, and I remember him saying, 
computers. Why would you go into that? Mm. And I just figured at the time that really was the future. And so it was using the technology for advantage that really um, interested me. Um, I've been involved and um, started several companies. So that experience has been very valuable. In uh, Startup is not for everyone. It's not. Startup is particularly challenging and um, it does require some intestinal fortitude <laughs> to keep pressing on. Um, but, that, yeah, that was the, uh, the, the background too. So where did time. you go to school? Uh, in Perth yep. and then uh, uni here. And then what did you but, study at uni? Yeah. Uh, business, commercial. Business, yep. So yep. business commerce has always interested mm, me. Mm. And then I chose the IT industry mm-hmm. and I joined the technology sector in Perth. I then transferred to Melbourne mm-hmm. and then to Sydney. And because I was interested in the commercial aspects, I um, dished the suit and bought a pair of jeans and a motorbike and went back to uni full-time in Sydney uh, and did a master's full-time, which was just an absolute luxury uh, for two years, sold off assets, stocks and shares and such and funded my way through uni Um, and then um, did a brief stint, very, very brief at Macquarie Bank. It was just a summer internship and was offered a position at Macquarie Bank. But I wanted to come back Mm. to Perth. I'd met my Mm-hmm. Now, wife in Sydney, I wanted mm. to come back to Perth and start uh, my own business. And that was in the consulting sector and uh, doing growth strategy work. Then started a, it uh, was called in those days many years ago, a data mining firm, big data, mm-hmm. doing predictive mm. modeling work. I've chaired a software platform company uh, and now with Artria. So there, there is that entrepreneurship threaded right the way through from, um, well, actually going back to school days with a few startups at school. <laughs> well, we might ask about that. What were your favourite subjects at school? You obviously had the entrepreneurial spirit from a mm. young age, possibly genetic Due to genetics, but but, but possibly not. (laughs) Probably genetic and environment, as (laughs) I say, around the dinner time table. Um, Subjects that used maths always intrigued me. Um, I'm certainly not a mathematician, um, but it really intrigued me. The other side of the, really the ledger on that was English and communications Mm. and um, writing and communicating clearly. I think the challenges of that uh, really intrigued me. So they were either sides of the coin at school. Yeah, and so important when you're selling and and I guess selling your vision from um, from a business perspective, no matter what size business you're in. I think also in creating a culture mm. and mm-hmm. um, being clear in what's important mm. and what's not mm. in startup land. My background for many years was strategy, growth strategies, and strategy is important. In startup, it's a constant prioritizing and reprioritizing because things change so rapidly. So the ability to communicate with some clarity and objectivity about what needs to be done and importantly, what does Mm -hmm. not need to be done, you know, mm-hmm. strategies as much about what you're not going to do as what you are going to do, that's really important. Yeah. I'm interested as well to know how you met your co-founder, John, for Artria. 
through a mutual friend mm. and um, as I say, I'd been starting to publish some articles around artificial intelligence. John was consulting to organisations uh, on advanced technology and artificial intelligence and bringing all his experience and knowledge from IBM um, into that consulting and a mutual friend said, you two should meet. So we did over lunch uh, in Netherlands and um, there was clearly a spark and a mm. common interest there. So we had many, many coffees over many occasions subsequent to that lunch talking about what could we put together, mm. where should we really focus. And John uh, grew up in South Africa. He was then living in Germany. Uh, came to um, Perth quite some years before we met. But that goes back to that point about Western Australia is really becoming uh, a startup ecosystem, a, a melting pot of different talents and life and commercial and professional experiences. So it was through this common uh, I mean, mutual colleague who said, you two should meet and went from there. That's terrific because we often get um, a lot of questions from founders saying, how do I meet a co-founder. So it's great that you've shared that particular experience really around, you know, obviously chemistry between the two of you and a shared shared vision as well, really. It, it was. And getting out and about, mm. if I think of all the cities mm. in the world, Perth has got to be one of the most networked cities yes. in the world. Yes. And so getting out and about and meeting, and there is a lot of activity that is occurring in Perth now of people um, holding functions for other people to meet um, new opportunities uh, for you know, ventures. Mm, mm. Um, what I want to ask is, uh, so from the dining table, listening to your father, learning all about entrepreneurship and startups uh, from a very early age, um, now as you are, what's, um, what sort of advice would you give to the startups now? Go for it. Pin your ears back mm -hmm. and go for it. So if there was one word to, to sum up for me, I think what it takes, that word would be persistence. And, and I think of that Calvin Coolidge quote, persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. Yeah. The slogan press on has solved and will always solve the problems of the human race. And I said before, startup is not for everybody, but if you've got an inkling or an interest, go for it and try it out mm. and give it your best shot and see how you go because it, there, there is nothing that I, I don't think anything defines an entrepreneur other than the ability to conceive of an idea and having that ability of, and, and, and the persistence to keep executing on it. I love that, John. So inspiring. It's fabulous. Um, I just want to get your um, thoughts around the local fundraising scene locally. Obviously, you've had some good success, but I'd like to get your thoughts on the fundraising scene in Perth in general. It's a pejorative statement, but I think it's immature. Mm. Um, 
At the same time, Danell, I think there is still, notwithstanding the capital markets and the macro mm. environment in which we are now operating, it's a very different world from 12 months ago, I still think there's a lot of money around. Mm. The great challenge is accessing yeah. that and that goes to the networking and opening up networks. I think there could be more done in Western Australia uh, around that. I'm now trying to help other startups and doing introductions that I did just recently um, to a scientist at Harry Perkins Institute, got a great idea, need capital, so I introduced um, that person to a, a prospective investor, happens to be one of our shareholders. I, I think we could do more mm. um, on that front and um, I do think Minister Stephen Dawson, the Minister for Innovation and medical research is doing a tremendous job. He's got a focus and an energy and a real drive to make this sector work and has put some good initiatives in place. If I look at where Western Australia is vis-a-vis -vis the other states, Victoria, New South Wales, and Queensland, South Australia, we're lagging. Mm -hmm. We're lagging in terms of the funding available from the state government. That has to be addressed and I'm hopeful uh, and confident that Minister Dawson will actually drive that through Cabinet and, and through the government. But it does need more uh, funding. The other interesting factor on this, there is a lot of federal funding available. Mm. Western Australia has been for many years and remains consistently underrepresented in applying for funding. And it doesn't matter, it's not only medical research, but it's in other sectors as well. Mm. And so I think as a state, we've got to do something to up our run rate. Mm. New South Wales and Victoria, always overrepresented. <laughs> WA, always underrepresented. Mm. We get more cash in from the federal government, but uh, we've got to put more applications in. Yeah, I think that's a challenge for all of us that we need to take up. All right, we might head into our rapid fire round. How does that sound, Chris? Yeah, do you let's wanna do it. Kick us off with the first question. Sure. What's the single most important factor that makes uh, for a successful startup? Persistence. Mm. Delivery is essential. I don't think it's essential in business or any enterprise. Not everything works out the way you want it to work out. So you need that persistence to keep just pushing on and delivering. All right, if you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being or wish away? I'd wish into being that WA is competitive with the other states in terms of that funding that mm. goes into innovation generally. Yeah, mm. you're not alone there, John. Uh, who do you most admire who enacted a vision? It's going back some years, Chris. I believe a Premier of Western Australia that had a vision for the state that is still paying dividends was Sir Charles Court and his vision I think is summed up in three words, develop the north. It was mm -hmm. a long-term intergenerational vision that has supported generations and will continue to support generations. And we're seeing the spin-offs. It's not only in that primary sector, but we're seeing the spin-offs into technology, into what we're doing in medical technology right across the spectrum mm -hmm. from that single vision. So I, I think there's a lot to be said for making something happen out of nothing. Mm. How can anyone 
listening help you? Talk up Western Australia. Mm. There's two and a half million should be ambassadors. We should be talking up Western Australia. We're good at being self-critical, but this is an outstanding state. I mean, look at what we contribute to the nation in terms of export, in terms of contribution to GDP, innovation, entrepreneurship, um, what's happening in the non-profit sector, what's happening in in, uh, medical research, biodiversity. This is a fabulous part of the world. Everybody can help, not just Artria, but help ourselves by talking up Western Australia. Yeah, here, here. Yeah, fair enough. No, I think uh, that's a good point. Um, now, the most important point, like what do you do to get away from it all, to rest and relax? Uh, I do enjoy work, um, but I exercise, I uh, ride, uh, uh, bike, uh, and I paddle a surf ski at Cottesloe and reading. Sometimes hard to squeeze those in, I have to admit, but uh, yeah, that takes me away from uh, working as a, a good rejuvenation. John, it has been absolutely terrific to chat to you and hear about the Artria story. I think, you know, all of us, certainly the three of us in this room and everyone listening has been touched by you know, um, those that have suffered from a heart attack or heart disease. And it is such an important problem that you're solving and you are doing that right here in WA with a diverse and talented team of Artrians. Artrians, I just love that. And we just wish you absolutely all the best and can't wait to hear how your your story unfolds. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, Danielle. Thank, Thank you, Chris. You John. And thanks to our sponsors, the Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is also made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and Tech On. We recorded this podcast at the Riff Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite podcast platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you.